1: From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Aparna Ju, Cardano's product director at IOHK, comes on to talk about their developments. CEO of PlasmaPay comes on to talk about BitThumb and Uniswap. And JP Morgan has more to say about the future of Bitcoin, coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up everybody? Welcome to the show. Today is December 9th, which is a Wednesday, 2020. Man, this year is going quick. I don't know about everybody else, but this year flew by. Everybody says it went slow. No, it didn't. It flew by. And that's scary. But we still have 21 days or 22 days left in the year, and we still have a chance for aliens. Look, there's this <laughs> I know this was a complete left turn, guys. Bear with me. A picture has been floating around the internet today of a picture that was taken by a U.S. Air Force pilot from an F-18 of a UFO. And something else that's been flowing around is some, I don't know, minister of Israel or some secret intelligence person from Israel coming to say that the aliens are here. But they just don't want us to know about it yet. They said, we're not ready. Look, 22 days left. We could get aliens. Now, the real question is, if Aliens are real, they exist, and they're here on Earth, and they come out and say, Hey, what's up? We've been here for a while. Does that affect the Bitcoin price positively or negatively? If aliens are here on Earth and they are real and they exist, does Bitcoin go up or does Bitcoin go down? Regardless, we have 22 days left. Please, 2020, don't let me down. I want aliens. And I also want to know crypto prices.
0: Here comes the money. Here we go.
1: And I'm recording this at 1230 Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to report this a little bit earlier today because I got to get this podcast out a little bit earlier today because I have things to do this afternoon. Bitcoin is sitting at $18,408.60 down 2.65% from yesterday. It's over, guys. Panic. It's time to panic. The sky is falling. It's a Ponzi scheme. Throw in the towel. Sell everything you got. It's over. It's over. See, now how ridiculous that sounds. It's okay. It's just a walk back. They're just walking it back a little bit. Relax. And if somebody else is panicking, slap them. Tell them to relax. Ethereum, 57051, down 1.8% from yesterday. Litecoin, 7630, down 5% from yesterday. And around, let me count this really quick, around 15 to 18% in the last week. Yowzers. Chainlink 1248 down 2% from yesterday, and XRP down 6.3% from yesterday at 55.8 cents. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is $544 billion with a BTC dominance of 62.6%. Let's get into that first conversation about Plasma Pay with the CEO, Ilya. Ilya was really nice to come on early this morning. I was drinking coffee, really just woke up, but I think it went okay. I think I held it together. <laughs> Good. Well, wish me luck. Let's see how I did. I made you. I'm fine. How are you? Excellent. Thank you very much. Look, tomorrow, Bitum and Uniswap for Plasma Pay. Can you do me a favor and tell my audience one, what is Plasma Pay? And two, What's happening tomorrow?
2: Yeah, uh, so we launched the Plasma Pay three years ago in 2018 as a wallet, and now the Plasma Pay is the biggest fiat on and off-ramp system for the cryptocurrency. Uh, we build a lot of product every around the adoption of cryptocurrency as a payment method and for the masses. And now we move with all our infrastructure to the DeFi world with a big mission of connecting the CFI and DeFi on our new platform that called the Plasma Finance and the platform that we launch. Tomorrow with our listing on Uniswap and uh, BitHam Global.
1: Excellent. So you guys been around. You guys are trying to connect the CFI and the DeFi space. Why
2: is that important? Yeah, I think now is DeFi. It uh, seems like uh, a Bitcoin ten years ago. It's super complicated for the normal user, even the crypto uh, crypto users and people that just don't understand how it works and how to use it. And we have a very, very small audience who really use the DeFi right now. And I think the biggest problem here is the problem about the UI and UX. So people just start to utilize this function. So this is the first problem that we solve in our uh, new product that's called the Plasma Finance. Second one, uh, we think that the people need a more convenient way to convert their fiat currency from the cart or from the bank account to the DeFi, make money on the whole protocols and withdraw this money back as a revenue back to their bank. So this is the second problem that we're solving with our infrastructure.
1: So the original plan for Plasma Pay was a payment processor, correct? And now you are expanding yep. into different services, and that's finance, that's DeFi, that is also a bridge and an on-ramp for people to use and have a good UI UX. Am I correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what we're doing, and our mission is just to provide for the user a really nice UI for the DeFi protocols in one in one interface in one platform. Uh, We call it a one step shop for the DeFi and to provide them all the possible gateways to the fiat, for the fiat on-ramp and off-ramp. Now we operate already in 165 countries. Uh, Next year, we scale our platform and we will almost support all the globe, also the US and Canada. So I hope this will help a huge adoption for the DeFi market for the masses. So really quick, so
1: if you are on on Bitham and um, Uniswap, what What is the consumer going to be able to do now that you are there? Is it just trade your tokens or are you also at an
2: interface as well? Yeah, we also launch our interface uh, tomorrow on the 10th of December with our uh, token listing. So people can go in our platform, Plasma.Finance. They can trade on Uniswap using this platform. They can provide the liquidity to our pools. They can earn some APY on this liquidity. We also list a few other protocols like earn finance so they can see their other strategies and just to use them and provide the liquidity in that strategy so we try to aggregate the different protocols uh, also our ppa DeFi protocols in one interface and provide people just a nice uh, platform where they can get a full information about what happened in, in DeFi market now and what the best protocol with the best ipy on the market and just deploy their money there wonderful
1: Ilya, ceo of plasma pay thank you very much for coming on the show and explaining your launch tomorrow and good luck by the way thank you guys do you guys remember last week when i had charles hoskinson on to talk about cooperation within the crypto space he is very for cooperation people working together chains and protocols working together to make sure that this space grows as responsibly but as quick as possible product director of Cardano at IOHK, Aparna Jew, comes on to talk about some of those steps that they are making to make sure that collaboration happens. And if you want more information about this, link is in the description, media at IOHK.io. I'll see you after this interview. Aparna, welcome back to the show. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, Matt. How are you?
1: Excellent. Excellent. We're talking about virtual machines today, and I'm Gonna mess up the names. You told me how to say the names just about two seconds ago, but I already forgot them. But can we just go straight into what are you guys doing?
0: Well, that's a, yeah, that's going straight into it for sure, Matt. Um, so <laughs> the virtual machines are a part of the Gogan program and the Gogan rollout. Gogan for Cardano is a smart contract slash utility pillar of uh, the blockchain. And we do have our own native languages like Plutus, for example, that's going to be, that's based on Haskell, right? It's got its own semantics around Haskell. And we also have Marlow, which is basically a domain specific language abstraction on top of Plutus for financial industries and financial contracts. And then we're reserving the right to kind of go into the DSL market and take a look at what other uh, industries require you know, smart contract capability with very low code um, type of uh, asks and requirements, which would be a domain specific language. So the other thing is when we were thinking through the strategy of Gogan and the blockchain, we were thinking of how we can we can bring developers in as opposed to creating developers only for Cardano because it is Haskell is a a tough language to learn and Plutus does require some learning curve. So one of the areas we looked at is what's out there in the market right now. Solidity is the big market share leader for smart contracts. So there are quite a few Solidity devs in the market. How do we bring them on board to Cardano but also provide a a layer of uh, formal methodology, formal verification, a tool set that brings up that language set to what Cardano can do. And so we uh, partnered with RV Runtime Verification because those guys for the past 15 years have been working on this case semantics framework which is basically formal semantics of a language of a programming language. Now, what does that mean? It means that the code is more verified. It has the ability to to run um, in a more secure fashion. And they've done this for the Ethereum virtual machine, it's called the KEVM or KEVM, however you wanna call it. So we're going to integrate that KEVM onto the Cardano piece so that we can run Solidity contracts in a formally verified manner. And then we're also doing that for Yele, which is I-E-L-E, which, which you called I-E-L-E. And that brings a different layer of security also built into that case semantics framework. So two different ways. And this allows us to interoperate with other developers and how they like to use languages, right? So they're not having to just do it in Plutus. So people can build language contracts in Solidity, for example, and in the future, maybe even other programming languages. Um, but also our partners. So we recently also partnered with a company called Mutual Knowledge Systems that has a very unique language called Glow, an abstraction language called Glow. It's a domain-specific language. And um, it's, it's new. It's kind of getting up off its, off its feet right now. But by using the KEVM and the Yeli, we're able to add a compiler layer to Cardano and have Glow compile in through that, through that method as well. So we, we're bringing partners and we're also bringing interoperability for developers. And this way, we're just creating this ecosystem of developers for Cardano, which is much needed at this point.
1: So if I'm going to read between the lines here, if this is a bridge for people that could develop on solidity um, and, you know, also develop. And move that over to Cardano as well. Are we trying to say that you're trying to capture people who are developing for Ethereum right now that could also at the same time develop for Cardano so you can just bridge that gap between these apps running on or these dApps running on two different uh, platforms?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cardano inherently has a few value propositions over Ethereum right now, right? For example, the cost models that we're looking at, the transaction speeds and the security of the blockchain itself, how it's built. So we're providing another option. So you could be a Solidity developer that wants to try out the value proposition on Cardano, and then you'd be able to do that at some point. And the very first step is this whole case semantics. So that's why this DevNets that we're putting out through it before the end of the year, it's really to just get that initial interest, see what, what's going on there, and then we're going to roll it out very early experimental, but we've always been a very transparent project in what we're doing and how our strategy is. So that's why we're putting it out there to the community um, at this point and taking them along this journey.
1: I had Charles on a couple of weeks ago and his whole ethos or the whole purpose of the conversation was to talk about partnerships within the crypto space to make sure that they're bridging the gap so more people can work together so you can develop in the space quicker, faster, and more securely. Is this part of that ethos?
0: Absolutely is, right? So, I mean, this whole year, the 2020 has 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 changed how we've looked at the world with the trust, with a lot of trust issues, COVID and then the US elections and all sorts of other things that have been going on, right? So I feel like it's a really good time for blockchain to get out of the, hi, I'm just educating people on what blockchain is and cryptocurrency is and, and what we do. We can actually start thinking about applications. And the one way to do that is if we interoperate and we're actually building a ecosystem where we're not necessarily, there's not necessarily a full competition against us versus somebody else. It's really about how do we get better at putting this out there for applications that could use the whole trust concept.
1: Aparna is the product director for Cardano at IOHK. I want to say thank you very much for coming on the show and explain all this to us. And it's always good to talk to you and good to see you again. I hope you're staying safe.
0: I am. Thank you, Matt. You too.
1: And another news. JP Morgan back in the news, saying that institutional investors are moving from gold to Bitcoin. Since October, investments in grayscale Bitcoin grew by $2 billion, while gold-backed ETFs lost $7 billion. I wonder where that other $5 billion is at. Probably in shitcoins. Well, anyway, if the current trend continues over the coming years, Bitcoin's detrimental effect on gold's price would become much bigger. And just, you know, point this out, it's interesting to see them be so bullish now. JP Morgan, what do you know that we don't know? Are you just really getting with the program or do you really see that we're going to boom to 100, 200, maybe $300,000 Bitcoin and you want to be part of it? If I only was a fly on the wall of that boardroom. And more gold and Bitcoin comparisons here. Ray Dalio is back in the news who is traditionally not a big fan of Bitcoin. But today, in a Reddit AMA or Ask Me Anything, the founder of hedge fund Bridgewater Associates was asked whether Bitcoin was an answer to economic inequality caused by the U.S. monetary system. He said, I think that Bitcoin and some other digital currencies have over the last 10 years established themselves as interesting gold-like asset alternatives with similarities and differences to gold and other limited supply mobile storeholds of wealth. Ray Dalio, are you seeing the light? Is this bullish? And in our shitcoin alert of the week, uh, this is the first shitcoin alert, by the way, but we're going to put this in here, WozX, from Steve Wozniak, yes, the Woz, the guy who, who did Macintosh, Apple Computer, that guy, his coin just launched on December 3rd less than a week old it went from one dollar and 32 cents yesterday to 277 today over doubling in price what's going on not too sure waz is pretty much only involved in name only at least that's what it looks like i'm gonna have to get more information on this eforce the company behind wazx boasted on friday that it had a 950 million dollar market cap within minutes of its hbtc listing however kongi gecko says no how not so fast it's more like 45 million Wazex is limited to 1 billion coins. I'm not too sure what's going on. We're going to keep an eye on this, but Wazex. Wazex. And Steve, if you are listening, please come on the show. Talk about Wazex. would love to have you. Venezuela and Colombia make up 23% of the P2P Bitcoin trading on local Bitcoins. And this is going to be my opinion rant section. Look, Venezuela has been locking down exchanges and being pretty much assholes to the whole industry for quite some time. I mean, look people are trying their best to survive for the most part. You know, then if you're going to go into bitcoins or digital currencies or any way to transact with each other, if you can't get dollars or your currency is like, I don't know, you need a trillion of them to buy a loaf of bread, you're going to try to find any means possible. And then if you start clamping down on exchanges and making regulations and shutting down exchanges and preventing people from buying bitcoins or Dash or anything else that is set up in that community or that country that can facilitate trade and commerce and basically people's way of life, what do you think is going to happen? People are going to find a way. Local bitcoins, I'm going to call you a hero with this one. You get my hero of the week award. Again, something new I just made up, but they deserve it. And finally, this is an interesting story. Bitcoin that has previously had been held for long-terms or long-term hodles is not moving according to Glassnode data. The Bitcoin Days Destroyed metric tracks the amount of previously dormant Bitcoin that has moved. And the rumor has it that this might indicate declining optimism about Bitcoin, which I think is total FUD talk. It's interesting that old Bitcoin moves to kind of cash out on gains while you have MicroStrategy buying millions, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin. And we're going to say that it's declining optimism. What is the declining optimism? Here's how I look at it. How about just a real simple headline? How about a real simple statement? Old school hodler holding since 2011 sees millions of dollars in crypto gains wants to buy a Lambo full stop. (laughs) I don't think we need to stretch the imagination for that one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron, and remember, we're having a contest. Please go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment. The comment is the important part so I can see the name who left the comment so I can pick a winner at the end of this week. Four winners will be picked to win a Binance.us hoodie. Why Binance.us? Because I'm American. Binance.com is not available to Americans. They just kicked off my buddies. So I am going to support Binance.us, full stop. And if you want to win a hoodie, do what I just said. And if you want to see the videos to the interviews, please join us on Facebook. The Facebook group is Crypto Daily. Search that, find the links to the articles, and more. I'll see you tomorrow. Happy hotlin.